Hey everyone, it's Cheryl and Tony. Buckle up for this Monday morning edition of the Disney Drive Time Podcast. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm excellent. We should let people know that we are uh, socially distanced from each other. Uh, <laughs> Not on are, purpose. We are separated by about 500 miles as Cheryl and the girls are in the Outer Banks and I am at the uh, home studio here in Connecticut. Yes. Yes. Uh, Cheryl needs her girls time and time away from me is what it boils down to. Cheryl needs the beach and Tony doesn't much like the beach. There we go. That's not the reason I'm not there. No, I know. But there's still lots of news and we need to keep reporting it. That's right. So here we go. Disney Parks blog. Tomorrow is the first ever Dole Whip Day. That's right. And the Disney Parks blog will be celebrating Dole Whip Day um, all day on Monday, July 19th. Uh, so really, if you're listening to this on the 19th, it's today. Um, and this is a, an iconic treat in the Disney parks. And they're going to be showcasing some of the different Dole Whip offerings at the parks and resorts. And they've started it off by offering everyone an exclusive digital wallpaper art created just for the occasion. And the wallpaper art is available for uh, your desktop, your mobile device, and your Apple Watch. So uh, check the Disney park blogs tomorrow or today. Very exciting stuff. Are you going to bring me a Dole Whip? I would love to bring you a Dole Whip. They have them at other places. They have them um, at certain like ice cream shops and some of the yogurt shops have them. Yeah, some of the yogurt shops have them. I think our, our friend Adam even posted a picture of a Dole Whip being offered at uh, Citibank Field where the Mets play. Yeah. So we just have to go there. Sure. On the 17th, Disneyland is going to be celebrating 66 years of magic. Or they celebrated it two days ago when the 17th actually happened. I don't remember what day it is, clearly. Because, because Cheryl's living on the beach in the past. Uh, yeah, 66th anniversary. Uh, normally not a big deal, except for the fact that the 65th anniversary uh, did not get a chance to happen last right. year. So they're they're playing it up a little bit this year. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, beginning yesterday, guests at Disneyland and Disney Paris can see the new Coco scene in Mickey's PhilharMagic. That's right. We mentioned a few weeks ago that they would be modifying Philhar Magic to include a scene uh, that involves Coco, and uh, that has debuted for Florida and uh, French uh, Disney fans. It will be coming later this year as part of the 50th anniversary celebration to Walt Disney World. Great. In Disneyland, Disneyland VIP guests can ride Rise of the Resistance and Web Slingers as a part of their tour without obtaining a boarding group. Yeah, that's kind of a, a big story. We've been uh, mentioning that Florida has been waffling back and forth. You can, you can't, you can, you can't. Uh, well, they have made a definitive decision in California and that uh, if you are on a VIP tour, the tour guides can take guests directly onto the ride without needing to secure a boarding pass. Um, so these two attractions are available. Uh, the VIP tours start at $425 an hour and have a minimum requirement of seven hours. Tours can accommodate up to 10 guests each. Um, and that rate is on top of the regular theme park admission um, that is required. So okay. uh, you're talking about a very expensive day if you're just doing it to avoid uh, getting a boarding party. Yeah, well, but if you're afraid you might not get a boarding party, if it's that important to you. That's true. That is a way around it. That's true. It's going to cost you about three grand minimum. Right. Well, you know, drop in the bucket. For some. <laughs> the sailing ship Columbia has returned to Disneyland. 
That's right. Uh, it's been away since uh, COVID happened. And when the park reopened, the sailing ship Columbia was not uh, an attraction that was open with the rest of the park. Um, but it is now open. It is bringing folks around the rivers of America. And it departs from the same dock as the Mark Twain Riverboat. Okay. Um, a favorite of mine, the Sleeping Beauty Walkthrough, has now reopened. Yeah, the uh, walkthrough has been around since 1957. Uh, it did not initially open with the park in 1955. So this is only the 64th anniversary of the walkthrough. Uh, but the walkthrough is once again reopened. Uh, and you enter the walkthrough uh, in Frontierland. And, um, you know, it's darkened corridors and secret staircases. And you get to see a bunch of dioramas that were inspired by Sleeping Beauty. So you enter in Frontierland, but it's actually in their castle. Right. Yeah, right. Not, every, not everybody knows that. Um, Disneyland is getting a temporary anniversary cavalcade. Yep. They are getting a cavalcade uh, celebrating their 66th anniversary. Uh, it is led by the uh, one of the fire trucks from Main Street, and they are all decorated with balloons and balloon sculptures. Uh, Mickey is riding in the fire truck in a very festive suit. The Disneyland band, who recently returned to the parks, is a part of the cavalcade as well. Uh, the omnibus, once again being decorated in balloons, uh, is carrying characters and is flanked by Disney princesses and princes. And uh, it looks like a fun cavalcade. A uh, bunch of characters, including Cruella uh, and Captain Hook, who end the cavalcade. Okay. So, you know, once again, there are these, you know, small scale, I don't want to call them parades because they are not a parade, but they are a cavalcade of characters who walk <laughs> the parade the route. Yeah. And, the, and the, I mean, the nice thing is, is unlike a parade, these are not scheduled, like they're not in the times right. guide. They're just set to happen during the day. So if you catch it, you catch it. If you miss it, you know, another one will come around shortly. Yeah, if you just hang out there and wait. Right. The Jungle Cruise has officially reopened in Disneyland. That's right. They reopened on the 17th as well. And uh, this is the now-completed Jungle Cruise attack attraction with cultural sensitivity changes. Okay. That sounds like such a great ride, doesn't it? Yeah, I don't love that they have to just put it in there. Just, just say you're the Jungle Cruise. Right. So um, it's done. I've seen some pictures of it. And... Uh, you know, it's got all the changes that were described in the um, previously in the Disney Parks blog, and we've heard about it from Imagineering. So um, that's uh, that's the big deal. All right, at California Adventure, another cavalcade is debuting. It's the Toy Story cavalcade. That's right. Uh, Pixar has a very large um, presence in California Adventure uh, with Pixar Pier. And uh, they have started a cavalcade with um, a, a Toy Story theme, although there are other characters involved. Um, but it is led by a bunch of toy soldiers in one of their uh, soldier uh, supply videos. And it is a cargo truck full of toys. Uh, and then Woody and Jesse are involved. Uh, and they walk past greeting guests. And that is probably the smallest cavalcade ever. <laughs> because really? it's really a supply truck with a soldier who, you know, I, I like the green army men because they always interact very well with the guests. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and then it's Woody and Jesse and, that and that's it. 
that's very small. <laughs> in Disney World, the hours have been released for the first week of October. And that's a big day. Why? Uh, is it the first of the 50th anniversary celebrations? Sorry, it is the 50th anniversary celebration for the uh, Magic Kingdom and Walt Disney World Resort. So for the week of September 26th through October 2nd, which is the start of the world's most magical celebration, the Magic Kingdom will be open from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m., uh, except for September 30th, it will close at 8 p.m. Uh, Epcot is currently scheduled to be open 11 a.m. to 9 p.m., and wow, they did not list the times for Hollywood Studios or, oh, it's just Magic Kingdom and Epcot because those are the two celebrations. I guess we'll get times for Hollywood Studios and Animal Kingdom at a later date. Okay. There were some changes though to hours uh, that were already released for July, August, and September. That's right. The Magic Kingdom will be open from August 1st through the 9th at 9 a.m. and closing at 10 p.m. instead of 9 p.m. On uh, August 1st, 6th through 8th, 13th through 15th, 20th through 22nd, and 27th through 29th, Epcot will close at 10 p.m. instead of 9 p.m. Hollywood Studios will close at 9 p.m. instead of 8 p.m. from August 29th through September 10th, and then again from September 12th through 14th, and September 16th through 25th. Uh, the Animal Kingdom will close at 8 p.m. from July 26th through July 20th, and will close at 7 p.m. from August 1st through September 25th. Okay. There's no uniformity in any of those times. No. <laughs> uh, there are new performance times for Happily Ever After and Epcot Forever starting in August. That's right. Happily Ever After will continue to uh, be shown at 9.15 uh, through August 9th. And then starting on August 10th, it will uh, air at 8.45 p.m. And then Epcot Forever will start at 10 p.m. through August 1st. And then on August 2nd, it will uh, be shown at 9 p.m. Monday through Thursday and 10 p.m. Friday through Sunday. All right. The churro cart in Frontierland has reopened. That's big if you're a churro fan. Uh, so you'll be able to grab your churros in Frontierland. Uh, this cart uh, also sells soft pretzels. So I am a soft pretzel guy. I'm not really a churro man. Um, so I would be happy to get a soft pretzel. I love a churro. And much better churros in California than in Florida. I think they had a, a wider... Uh, they're well... They're they're more popular in um, Disneyland, so. That's true, because churros are part of uh, Mexican culture, and you have a very heavy Mexican population in Southern California. Right. All right. Um, the Main Street Confectionery will be closed until October 2nd. Did we have an earlier date for this that we thought it was opening? Well, they closed it on March 29th uh, for what was expected to be a minimum of a two-month refurb. Uh, and they have gone past that two-month date, and it looks like it is now going to be closed through October 2nd, although I'm sure they'd like to get it open in time for the 50th anniversary. Yeah. Um, all of the outside work is done. There's no more scrim up, so the the building is, uh, you know, the building's undergone its exterior refurbishment, but the interior work still continues. All right. Um, the flags and gold cap have been removed from Peter Pan's flight. Why? Yeah, and that's just part of the refurbishment. You know, they've been repainting all of the gold items and uh, 
Peter Pan itself has been had been closed off and covered with scrim as they worked on the facade. So now they're just, uh, you know, cleaning the flags, repairing the flags and uh, working on the gold cap. Okay, good. Uh, one of the Magic Kingdom ferry boats was involved in a crash. It was. At uh, 9.41 this morning, it was announced uh, through the Orange County Sheriff's Office uh, that they needed to respond to a marine crash. Uh, and this crash involved the General Joe Potter ferry boat at Walt Disney World, which transports folks from the Magic Kingdom to the Ticket and Transportation Center and back. Uh, the boat was taken out of service. Uh, there's no visible damage and there's uh, no report as to what the boat actually crashed into. Uh, but the tough thing is that only leaves them with two working ferry boats and uh, a summertime crowd with only two ferry boats at the end of the night can be uh, very difficult. Yeah, that doesn't sound great. Yeah, because usually they're loading loading two and one is in transport. So, um, you know, it, it's, it's a tough end to your evening on a summer night when the crowds are heavy. Right. The Epcot monorail line has returned and there's a new sign. That's right. Uh, as of July 18th, the Epcot monorail service has uh, resumed from the Ticket and Transportation Center directly to the Epcot monorail station. And that monorail station does have an updated sign. Cool. Yeah. Touchless trash cans have debuted in the World Showcase. Yeah, that is, uh, that's big news. Um, if you recall, during the COVID crisis, uh, trash can lids were held open um, so that guests did not have to touch the lids. And they have now debuted uh, two trash cans. Uh, I'm sure there are more to come, uh, but they are two trash cans who have uh, essentially, uh, they've carved out the area, an, an area on the old lid that's now just an open hole. Mm. So uh, I think the tough part about that is if, you know, if that starts to fill up, you can actually see the trash through the, uh, through the, the opening. Right. All right. Yeah, that's a little weird. Well, we'll see how it goes. Maybe we see more of them. Maybe we don't. Maybe. So they're not like the ones at Chick-fil-A? You don't have to like wave something in front of it? No. No, those are annoying because they take so long they do to, take a long time uh, to, to reset. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Joffrey's and Epcot has replaced their paper straws. Well, this has to be good news because I hate a paper straw. That's right. Joffrey's has replaced their paper straws with biodegradable sugarcane straws. Ooh, that sounds lovely. Uh, the straws are made from sugarcane fiber and apparently have more flexibility and durability than paper. Nice. Which is great because those paper straws, about five minutes into a soda, oh, so the thing gross. just starts to deteriorate. Yeah, they're not great. Great for the environment, not for my enjoyment of a beverage. No. All right. Um, where were we? Oh, Restaurant Marrakesh. Uh, has reopened as a seating area. Yeah, Disney took over the Morocco Pavilion uh, last year, and we noted at one point that the menus had been removed from the doorway to the restaurant, uh, and the restaurant has reopened, but as Cheryl mentioned, it is not a restaurant. It's just a seating area. Okay. So I, I'm sure that in time, uh, that will become a restaurant again. All right. Disney Imagineering shared some design elements of the Ratatouille uh, ride on Instagram. Yeah, they, they provided a sneak peek uh, into some of the design details used as part of the France Pavilion expansion. 
Um, and uh, they talked about some of the pathways, the, the motif used on the railing, and uh, Chef Remy appearing in bench legs uh, throughout the area. Uh, so the video is on their Instagram, and uh, that is the Walt Disney Imagineering Instagram. It was not Zach Ridley. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, what Zach might vacation? have fallen out of favor. I know. In Hollywood Studios, Rise of the Resistance officially included... Is, is now officially included in the VIP tours. That's right. That's right. It was available for a few days earlier in the month. And then they took it out and they said, nope, you need to obtain a boarding group. Well, now they have come back and said, officially, uh, if you are part of a VIP tour, you do not need to be part of a boarding group. You can just walk right on the attraction. Uh, however, you can only go once per tour. Okay, that's fair. That'd be awesome, though, if you had the tour for seven hours and you just got on, got off, got on, got off. (laughs) Um, In resort news, the Port Cochere has neared completion at the Polynesian. That's right. And the Polynesian Village Resort uh, opens on July 19th, which uh, is the day this show is released. Uh, The thatched roof has been completed uh, and they are scrambling now because they are less than uh, 24 hours away from the reopening. Yeah, I'd be scrambling, too. Right. Uh, themed scrim and landscaping is being installed at the Polynesian. Is this part of their getting so ready? That's true. Uh, so they're scrambling so much, but they still have uh, equipment there because it is an active construction site. So they are putting up some theme scrim to hide some of the construction equipment uh, for some of the work that they need to do. Um, the monorail station will not be open uh, when the resort opens uh, tomorrow. So um you know, they, they've got to finish it up. There's only so much they can do. And uh, it'll probably be another couple of weeks before that's that's done. So I, do you think they're going to have their uh, rental areas at the Polynesian Volcano Pool up and running in time for new guests? Well, believe me, if there's a way to make money, uh, they have it open. Uh, so they are debuting a rental seating area at the Lava Pool. However, the odd thing is that it's only one seating area. It it consists of two chaise lounges, two chairs, a coffee table, a small outdoor rug, and what appears to be maybe an outdoor couch with a couple of umbrellas. Um, And that's it. The rental cost is $75, and the area will be reserved from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. That's weird. It must be like a trial thing where they're going to do more of them because, like, that doesn't make sense that there just be one. So I guess if there's only one and you want to be the big kahuna uh, for $75, you rent that out and, and you get to sit like a king. <laughs> it's weird. I mean, I've seen other resorts have like cabanas, right? Do they right. rent, have they ever rented out cabanas at Disney resorts before? Um, No, but they've rented out cabanas in Tomorrowland. If you remember that experiment from a couple of years ago. That was so weird. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure reserve seating areas are coming and you can reserve cabanas at some of the, uh, the water parks. Right. Right. And, uh, if you're on a Disney cruise, they have cabanas when you go to like the Island. I mean, a lot of places do it and a lot of places do it by the pools too. So I just didn't remember if Disney had been doing that yet. No. Um, the Swan and Dolphin are going to be participating in early theme park entry and extended evening hours. That's right. Uh, We've mentioned previously that starting October 1st, 
Disney would be offering early theme park entry for their resort guests and that guests who are staying in a deluxe resort property would have access to uh, extra magic uh, hours in the evening. Uh, well, it has been announced the Swan and Dolphin are going to take part in that. They are not owned by Disney. They are part of the Starwood chain and uh, they are going to be considered uh, for this program to be a deluxe resort. Cool. All right. Um, in cruise line news, uh, the we have some news about the very maritime cruises. That's right. Just, uh, I, you know, I finally just got that. Very maritime. It's a little bit of a play on maritime. Yep. Yeah, I, I just took me like three years to get that. <laughs> um, but uh, the very maritime cruises do return to the Disney Cruise Line this November. Uh, and throughout November and December, uh, the entire fleet is decked out from bow to stern with holiday cheer and entertainment. Uh, we will get visits from Santa Claus. Uh, we will get the atrium being decorated with the three deck tall Christmas tree, as well as garland, poinsettias and lights. Um, Santa and Mrs. Claus will be sailing on board. Um, you'll get to visit with Santa and catch story time with Mrs. Claus. And then, of course, you know, what's a holiday without characters? So you'll get to see Mickey in his winter sweater, uh, Pluto with antlers, Goofy in his full-fledged Santa suit. And then at Castaway Key, uh, they are decorated for the holidays as well with a giant Christmas tree. And you will be greeted by snow flurries when the ship docks there. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Right. Um, the Disney Dream left yesterday for their test cruise. That is great news. That's right. They left on Saturday, July 17th, and that is the first passenger cruise ship to, to sail from Port Canaveral with passengers um, under, uh, you know, since the pandemic uh, canceled all of the cruises uh, last year. Um, so if they have a successful test cruise, the Disney Dream will get a conditional sailing certificate from the CDC that will allow cruises to resume with paying guests. Um, test cruises are by the ship and not the cruise line. So that means that each ship must apply, sail, and pass a simulated voyage in order to resume passenger, under, passenger operations under the CDC guidelines. So uh, that's, uh, that's a, big, uh, a big deal. Yeah, that's a big, really big deal. That's awesome. And hopefully uh, everything goes well. Uh, they were supposed to sail two weeks ago. However, due to um, uh, due to an errant uh, COVID-19 test, uh, they had to wait 14 days before they could give it another try. Uh, so all of the crew has been vaccinated um, and successive tests came back as negatives. So it just goes to show that, you know, these tests can generate false positives on occasion. Um, and these false positives cause them to have a two-week delay. Right. Well, that stinks, but I'm glad they're out there now. Yes. Um, there's some stuff going on with travel to the Cayman Islands, which um, affects Disney Cruise Line to some degree because some of their cruises do stop there. That's right. The, the Cayman Islands has recently uh, released a phased reopening plan to the public in order to reintroduce tourism to their economy uh, and uh, travel for residents. Uh, they have a phase, a five-phased a five phase phased approach going on. Um, and that is a uh, reduced quarantine period in phase one, which is effective June, 2021. Then they have reduced repatriation restrictions uh, and that is to bring people back into the country. Um, and that is effective nine August of this year. Uh, phase three, which begins nine September will be a limited introduction of tourism. 
Um, so they will allow uh, a limited number of people to arrive via air or boat. Um, effective the 14th of October, uh, they have reduced quarantine restrictions, uh, and that is that quarantine requirements will be removed for all securely verified vaccinated travelers. Um, and then on the uh, 18th of November, their fifth and final phase uh, is travel for unvaccinated children. And at that point, unvaccinated children under the age of 12 will be able to travel with vaccinated adult tourism, uh, adult tourists. Cruise tourism at that point will remain pro uh, prohibited. Uh, so it's a five-phase approach that actually has six steps to it. Um, so their final step, the sixth phase, uh, is uh, an assessment on the 27th of January, 2022, uh, where they will assess the uh, COVID-19 status and determine uh, whether they will re relax restrictions for cruise tourism. Wow, so that's a long time. That is. That's going to be almost two years yeah. uh, without tourism. And unfortunately... Uh, you know, a lot of these small islands are just driven by tourism. Yeah. So the, their whole economy is, you know, in the in the toilet. Yeah, that's tough. That it's going to take that long to get back. But um, yep. I guess cruises will be going somewhere else for a little while. Exactly. In entertainment news, Disney is becoming hesitant to answer uh, questions about their box office numbers. Yeah, you know, last week they were trumpeting the fact that uh, Black Widow had a phenomenal week. Um, this week they are uh, a little hesitant to announce numbers because it had a precipitous drop. Um, it is actually, I believe, a 65% drop in box office numbers. Uh, it only made $26 million. Uh, it is the largest drop of any Marvel movie for week two. Um it was actually beaten by Space Jam uh, uh, 2, uh, also known as Space Jam, A New Legacy, um, starring LeBron James and Bugs Bunny. I, I never thought that is a, that is a sentence I never thought I would be saying in my life. No, um, that shouldn't be anything in the box office. Right. Uh, so, so far, Black Widow has done $131 million in North America and $264 million uh, globally. Um you know, that does not include the uh, Disney plus premier access uh, dollar numbers. Um, so it's 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 a tough time. Uh, and I'm just going to go right into the next story that Cheryl was going to mention. And that is that the theater owners, um, NATO, the North American uh, Theater Owners Association, is very upset with the fact that Disney is, is releasing things uh, on Disney plus concurrently with things in the movie theaters. Um, and you know, they're not happy. Now, the funny thing is space jam opened this weekend. It beats black widow, but it's also released simultaneously on HBO max for those who have HBO max subscriptions without an additional cost. Not even free. Right. Yeah. Right. So there's, you're not paying like a premier access for space jam. Right. Um, so, you know, theater owners have taken it on the chin over the past year, like many industries have. Um, and they're just upset that, that Disney is, uh, you know, essentially screwing them over by releasing stuff. It does suck. This was the last one though, right? Black Widow was the last one that's... Uh, I think, well, last Marvel movie, but I think Jungle Cruise is a uh, premiere access as well. Oh, is it? Yeah. That's not going to matter because that movie's going to stink anyway. So says you. <laughs> 
Let's move to Universal News. Universal Orlando Resort will host family and friends of U.S. Olympic athletes. That's right. Team USA athletes will be able to uh, invite two family members or friends uh, to Universal Orlando Resort for four days. Um, and that is because due to Tokyo's state of emergency, they are not allowing spectators uh, at the Olympics. Nice. Uh, so if you're participating uh, from Team USA, um, Universal Orlando Resort, NBC, and the U.S. Olympic Company uh, Committee, along with two other sponsors, uh, have are footing the bill uh, to allow each athlete to get plane tickets and four days of accommodations for family or friends. Uh, their supporters will be able to visit an NBC slash Team USA hospitality lounge uh, to watch the events as well as have dinner. Nice. So that uh, that's a great uh, great deal. Yeah, that's awesome. And then in Universal Studios Hollywood, uh, masks are going to be required indoors again beginning July 18th, which was what, today? Today, Sunday. Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, so that is not just Universal Studios Hollywood. That is Los Angeles County, uh, which has announced that face masks would be required uh, again as COVID-19 cases have risen in the area. Uh, so they got about a month uh, without face masks indoors because they ended their face mat their indoor face mask mandate on june 15th um no word yet uh on disney uh disneyland disneyland is in orange county so orange county has not made that type of determination yet uh we heard last week that orange county mayor demings was recommending that masks be worn again inside as well because of uh, a spike in covid numbers right but they have also made no no mandate for this time around Okay. So that's, so that's the news. All right. All right. Until next time, I'm Tony. And I'm Cheryl. And you've been listening to the Disney Drive Time Podcast. Have a great day.